honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, many others. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show, and it's a great pleasure to be joining you once again today. The sun's shining. On a Friday morning in Golden Valley, Minnesota, kind of a hazy sky. It's finally warming up a little bit. It's been freezing out. And the Timberwolves, well, kind of like the weather in Minnesota this time of year. Up and down, up and down. You score the last 22 points against Houston. You get destroyed by Houston the next night. Again, a team that had lost over uh, that had lost 20 games in a row and still has a better record than you, as uh, John Krasinski was kind enough to remind us <laughs> on multiple shows. And great job by him, by the way. Yeah, you heard his voice on the last episode. A very, very competitive loss to Brooklyn, unfortunately, 112-107, and a competitive victory over Tom Thibodeau, Todd Gibson, R.J. Barrett, blah, blah, and yeah, Julius Randle and the New York Knicks. Uh, 102-101, extremely entertaining battle, a split, 2-2 two and two in four games. And at this moment, well, it's a nice, solid victory for the Timberwolves. It's, a, it's good to be 500 at this point. Uh, our draft standing remains the same, which is totally fine. And we're just going to have to see how things go from here. Uh, hey, you know, at, at least you won two games. But again, yeah, there's a lot deeper conversation regarding the Houston Rockets in both cases. Holy crap, did we play like garbage in both of those games, honestly. So let's just get into those games now, I guess. <laughs> I guess, right? Four games to review, four games to preview, going to be busy, I'm going to try my best to uh, keep this reasonable and not too crazy, because uh, we all know how I can be, uh, sometimes I ramble and get excited and this and that, well, it was a historic day, I mean, <laughs> I pretty much have to refer to Twitter, because I wrote most of my notes down on the Twitter, when I, regarding this game, on the 26th of March, my goodness, I mean, literally, history took place on, on this day, we're talking in like thousands and thousands of games, it's happened like four times, something like this. And again, you look at the stock chart, which is what I call it, but really what it truly is is the uh, win probability according to Yahoo Sports. Really, that's where I refer to in a lot of these game reviews and such. It just kind of goes, you know, it's down favoring the Wolves because, well, we have to be favored in some games. It went way up in Houston's favor as they really took off and then they didn't score. And the Wolves were 22-0. and They didn't score in the last seven and a half minutes of the game, them being the Houston Sprockets. Christian Wood looks nice. John Wall was dribbling off his foot. He still managed to get 15 assists in the game. But yeah, he assisted us as well with several turnovers. Juancho Hernan Gomez, who very was very visible in this game. You don't really notice him in future games as much. Carl Anthony Towns, awesome, like he usually is against the Rockets. Jade McDaniels had a very solid week. Anthony Edwards, all over the place. Just kind of crazy. An all-over-the-place kind of week for a lot of these guys. Jade McDaniels made every shot in this game. And remember, he had a very gentle... Uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial last week, if I'm remembering correctly, and he's a lot closer to the Lone Wolf Award, I'd have to say. What an awesome week for Jane McDaniels, uh, drawing all kinds of rave reviews all over the place um, on shows all over uh, all over this state and, uh, you know, Lockdown Wolves and such. Awesome job, Jaden McDaniels. What a great week. And his, he's, his defensive rating is number one on the team right now, and it probably should be. Uh, can you think of a better defender on the team than Jaden McDaniels? Because right now I can't. 
Anthony Edwards has been forcing turnovers, which is awesome. He get his explosiveness to the basket, particularly in the New York Knicks game. He just did not have a good game here. 4 of 17. He was just an absolute mess. Even Carl Anthony Towns, this is not Carl-like. 9 of 26. He was just clanging everything. And he still managed to get 29 points, which is funny. He still managed to get 29 points in the game. Jalen Noel had a terrible day. Uh, 4 of 12, or 4 of 14, pardon me. He, boy, I mean, this is very un-Jalen Noel-like. Oh, 6 from downtown, though he can get streaky. He had a lot of steals in the game, but it certainly helps when, again, the Rockets were turning the ball over. About as much as, uh, well, Denver Wolves did in that last seven minutes years ago. I don't know what I'm talking about. 19 turnovers for the Rockets. Seven for John Wall. Seven. 15 assists, yet you negate seven of them. So it's kind of almost like having eight assists. Kind of. Kind of. Not really. Terrible game, though, uh, for John Wall, despite 15 assists. I mean, how many times have you told somebody they had a terrible game when they had 15 assists? <laughs> Rubio 0 of 7. I mean, the Wolves shot like garbage for the most part. The bench actually was great, I think, generally speaking. Hernan Gomez, 7 of 10. That's great. 7 of 10, 19 points. He had a starting power forward type of night. He really did. And Nas Reed, I don't know why he only got two rebounds, but still a very solid game, generally speaking. No French dips, though. Only 10 threes made. And again, very historical numbers, which I'm going to have to try to scroll through now. I had it up, and now I, I lost it. That's just how it goes the Twitter account, because I know there's off and on conversation on here. Why am I in the regular? Yeah, that's what messed it up. Yeah, notifications, because I think some people responded to a lot of it. Actually, all I have to do is go to my, <laughs> my apologies, at TWolvesEX is what it is, uh, generally speaking. Yeah, Evan Massey, we'll talk about that a bit too. The Timberwolves could be headed towards major changes in the offseason. We'll see. A bit of kind of back and forth there. Not everybody agrees with that, but uh, it could happen. Here we go. Yep. The final 7.30 on Friday. That was, you know, last Friday, a week ago already. A historical 22-0 run. There have been over 25,000 NBA games in the last 25 years, and only four of them had a team not score in the final 7.30. Scott Van Pelt. That's just that part, not the 22-0 run at the end, but just that part alone. Only four and over 25,000 games since uh, since uh, back in the mid-90s, basically, 96, as that happened. That's absolutely nuts. Absolutely insane. Scott Van Pelt, ESPN, brought that up. So, again, just being honest about that, not just going to steal his info there. And, again, there's the there's the uh, colossal collapse for the Rockets and big gain for the Wolves, though it looks like a collapse. It's, look, it's doing it from the Rockets' perspective, I suppose, because they were the ones that were, you know, favored and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about how I love the Hawks uniforms. We'll get that when we get to the uh, fan interaction, but I had to refer to some of that information now because we're actually talking about that game. It was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Generally speaking, again, historic, historic moments and such in the game. And now we'll just try to move on to the next one so I don't babble too much. Obviously, four games to review, four games to preview. It's busy stuff, but again, a historic day. And that's the main theme is the history of it all in, in that game. And then the next one drew a lot of ire from Mr. Uh, John Krasinski and others, basically saying how unprofessional this team truly is, how they get too excited with themselves, like they get like, oh, you know, we're, we're good, we're going to be fine, you know, we're going to be fine, and then the other team just rolls all over, regardless of who that other team is. A team, again, that he mentioned has lo- had lost 20 games in a row very recently and still has a better record than the Timberwolves. They had won their 13th game, the Wolves had won their 11th. Wolves finally won their 12th against the New York Knicks. This game was bad from the get-go and just remained bad. Uh, Kelly Olenek did pretty much what he wanted. Kevin Porter Jr., 25 points in the game. Very solid. John Wall, another double-digit assist. 
he is just, he's not the same guy. But I mean, even Ben McLemore, a guy who's just been an absolute colossal bust, has uh, had a double-digit game out there. DJ Augustine was just acquired in like the 20th trade of his career. He's on the 21st team, basically, of his career. I'm exaggerating slightly. Uh, DJ Augustine, 20 points off the bench. I mean, what a weird team. It's just like a mishmash. It's like a blender. It's 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 like goulash. I mean, this is like NBA goulash. That's the that's the Houston Rockets. I mean, seriously, Kelly Olenek, John Wall, Ben McLemore, DJ Augustine. What? It's just a big mix, a big mess of whatever the heck. It's like, what the hell? Let's just throw this team together and see what happens. That's pretty much what it is, eh? Justin Patton. Justin Patton, drafted by Tom Thibodeau. That's right. <laughs> in the Chris Dunn draft. And that was a big miss. Obviously, the Timberwolves missed a chance to get a very uh, legitimate uh, big man at that point. Wolves just missed big time there. It's, it's too bad. Justin Patton could have been something. But, you know, at least he's playing now. He's he's alive. There's a pulse. But it ain't much. Five minutes, two points. In his case, Wenzel Hernan Gomez still solid. But you know what? I mean, you don't look at stats in this game other than the quarters. And just how horrible it was. And how unprofessional everything was. And how... Malik Beasley said in the past how basically like they kind of get too comfortable out there and they think that they're they, they think that they're good you know they think they're good to go and we're going to be okay and then kaboom and it's like you're in no position to think that way what are you doing and how there's literally something rooted in the culture and I, I just started referring to Bill Guerin Minnesota Wild general manager uh, literally saying that about the Minnesota Wild the locker room and such back in the summer of last year and early fall and all that when he said, there's something rooted in the culture here that's not working. And it and it needs to change. That's kind of how he said it. Kind of like, not stumbling, but just kind of, and, and it needs to change. Just like, yeah. Like he's kind of thinking as he's talking. It needs to change. And that's basically what's going on with the Wolves in a lot of ways. Wonderful players on this roster, but 11 and 35. I mean, and getting crushed by a Houston team the way we did. We were down by 32 points at one stage in the game. I mean... They had 74 points in the first half, did the Sprockets. 74 points. And then it just kind of flatlined the rest of the way, and you had a 129-107 debacle in Target Center against the Sprockets. They're, they're the Sprockets. They're not the Rockets. There is no liftoff. There, there's just nothing like that. Um, <laughs> Mr. Spacely owns them, and he's telling them, you're fired, like I imitate all the time. Yeah, I'm not going to do the full imitation at the moment. i got to have a purpose. But uh, statements... Like basically, we're comfortable. We're happy. We think we we think we we have it. We're ready to go, basically. And then, you know, you follow it up with this. You get too comfortable, and a team like Houston just rolls all over you. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sit well, at all. Uh, it was the anniversary of Black Monday. Me and my friend Paul Kenneth had a made a terrible mistake in the stock market that day. Terrible, terrible mistake. So it uh, Black Monday, March twenty seventh, two thousand six. Happy anniversary, as the Wolves had a Black Saturday. And it is not referring to color of anything other than just it was a bad day. So don't worry about that part. <laughs> I know everybody takes everything too seriously nowadays about everything under the sun. And under the Target Center roof, too, I might add. Uh, but what more is there to say other than it was completely unprofessional? They just, there's something rooted in the culture that is not working. It's that simple. And I'm General Manager Bill Guerin saying that. I wish so much I was a multi-billionaire and I could be in Glenn Taylor's office right now saying, I swear, solemnly swear, I will keep this team in Minnesota as long as I live, as long as I own this team at the very least. I will keep this team in Minnesota. <laughs> multi-billionaire, because I know that's one of the, the 
selling point, so to speak. Uh, I wish I could buy the Timberwolves. <laughs> I wish I could. I know I wouldn't. I might be a little crazy, but I wouldn't be as crazy as uh, Mark Cuban was at the at the beginning, or even still is in some ways. But well, somebody's got to buy this team because uh, something's rooted in the culture and it needs to change. And it starts at the top, and it continues down into the Carl Anthony Townses of the world. And a lot of people are not happy. And you'll hear from Wayne Hunt about that, who makes some extremely valid points when we get to fan interaction. Yes, sir. You think I'm going to disagree with him? <laughs> Sorry to tell you, I'm not going to disagree. March 29th, Monday, March 29th, the Timberwolves play very competitive basketball against the Brooklyn Nets. We almost won this game. And you know what? We should have won this game. You know why? Because we kept missing easy shots. We just kept missing. It just, miss, miss, miss. I mean, how many three-pointers were missed down the stretch? Oh, of 7 for Ant. Ant, Uncle Edwards. He was, uh, I, I was crying uncle in this one. He rebounded for spectacularly after all the misses that uh, Brooklyn was making. That's why the Wolves were in the game, because Brooklyn was missing, but then we'd jump right down the court and miss again. Oh, and by the way, Beasley came back against Houston and shot like, you know, he shot like he was blind or something. I mean, I, it was bad. It was bad. He was suspended. He, was, he wasn't in that place yet. We'll just leave it as is. That's where his shot might get in trouble unless they let him practice there somehow. But that place that he's going to be for a while in the summer, unfortunately. Um, 3 of 12 in this one, 3 of 10, just too trigger happy. It was terrible. 9 of 22 for Ant. And Anthony Edwards, you know who it is, obviously. 0 of 7 from downtown. And it was just time after time. Catch and shoot threes. Open catch and shoot threes. And they were missing. They were missing. Beasley. Oh my goodness, he couldn't make anything. As I already said, well, we got enough for French dips, I guess, <laughs> but 32%, 38.8% overall. We almost beat this team because they were missing too, but we just could not respond. Jaden McDaniels, awesome game again. Didn't shoot particularly great, but 3 of 5 from downtown certainly helped, and it helped keep the Wolves in the game. 4 assists, 4 blocks in the game, 7 rebounds. Awesome performance. Again, Jaden McDaniels is already regarded as at least he's going to be, as a uh, first career potential, at least a decent starting power forward if not well beyond that. Like, maybe even somebody that might squeeze into an All-Star game or two, or who knows, as his career progresses. You never know. Regarding his uh, his length, his athleticism and such, he might be a, another Pascal Siakam someday. He just might, as crazy as that sounds. That's who I might compare him to. High end is a Pascal Siakam, and he's an All-Star. He's an All-Star for the Toronto Raptors, and he's awesome. He's a spectacular defender who can go out for a lot of points. And Jaden, I think I think the potential's there, and my goodness, can he block shots? Carl Anthony Towns, awesome game, and this was his team growing up again. The New Jersey Nets. He's from New Jersey. Is Carl Anthony Towns? He's from Jersey. I don't hear the accent as much, but I'm sure it's there somewhere. Culver, well, he put some points on the board. He made a couple threes, or actually, only made one. It felt like he made two or three, but generally speaking, only three of ten. It's just too bad. Oh, you know, we're we're all rooting for you, Jared. We really are. I mean, why would you kick a guy when he's down? Especially Jared Culver. Is there anything bad you can really say about the person? I don't think so. But the player, doggone it. Come on, come on, Jared. Let's go. There, you know there's talent there, but it's just, uh, it just misses too many shots and the lack of confidence and such. And if you trade him, what are you going to get? You know, a late first rounder. But okay, well, maybe you get another Jaden McDaniels of the late in the late first round. Holy crap, what a great draft pick. Gerson Rosas, five-year extension <laughs> for this draft. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. His overall vision, I'm not a big fan of, generally speaking, but maybe it's going to start making sense now that there's actually, like, tall players in the frickin' lineup. Unlike before, it looked like we were all going to be, like, 6'7", like you're going to have a 6'9 center 
and well, Carl Anthony Towns isn't six nine, but I'm just imagining that. Like, say if Carl's out, and that's the best you can do, and then everyone else is like six five, you know, <laughs> six foot four small forward. Oh yeah, that makes plenty of sense. Let's just watch everyone shoot all over us all night. Let's watch the Jaden McDaniels of other teams shoot right over everybody, which is what exactly, which is what is exactly what would happen. Now that I'm twisting everything, but yeah, damn it, just make some freaking shots and we win this game. But we didn't, so we didn't make the shots and we didn't win the game. Just sum it up in a couple words there, eh? So now we get to play Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks, along with other guys, like the names of Julius Randle and such, and Jaden McDaniels, another great game. You know, obviously positioning defensively where he wasn't able to be bullied by Julius Randle. Julius played very well in the game. Let's let's give him credit. Julius Randle is an extremely efficient player. Uh, he makes his shots. Uh, if he can't bully you, he still makes his shots, like those mid-range shots, maybe elbows, baseline, stuff like that. He's extremely efficient, and uh, the Lakers wouldn't mind having him in the roster right now, but it is what it is. I mean, you can't keep everybody. And, well, the Lakers have 17 championships, so I'm you know, I'm not feeling too bad about uh, if, if the Lakers don't win the title this year. Sorry, Vince, to say that. 17 championships is a lot. It, it's a lot. It's 17-0 to zero right now regarding us and them. Uh, but then again, actually, if things were fair and honest, the Lakers would have 12, 12 championships, and Minnesota in general would have five. But, of course, they're not going to be honest because it's L.A. What's honest about L.A.? Tell me something honest about L.A. other than, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Nerland's Noel. I don't know. He's uh, he's certainly not lived up to the uh, top of the lottery that he was drafted, is he? You know, obviously he got injured so many times. He's just kind of out there now. It's sad. I mean, I would there was a time there was a time I would have loved to have him in Minnesota. Yeah, he can block shots a little bit, but that's about that's about the end of the story. Obi Toppin off to a slow start. Occasionally he has some good games, but my goodness, he's just almost he's just about out of the rotation. And well, I suppose think about who he's think about who his coach is. So that's definitely a factor as well. Lots of turnovers for that starting lineup, weren't there? Yeah, four for Randall, four for Barrett. That's eight. Six more when you add uh, Noel and Peyton. Good Lord, man, that's fourteen. And then you add the last one, Reggie Bullock. Uh, yep, I mean that's pretty crazy, you know. <laughs> crazy numbers: fifteen turnovers for the starters. Then you get Burks and and uh, quickly, as he was quickly turning the ball over. I guess, ha ha. Seventeen total turnovers. So I probably messed. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen plus two. Yeah, simple math. Solid, solid performance for uh, Julius Randle and such. R.J. Barrett, though, great game, obviously, great game. But I just felt Anthony Edwards ended up being the better, <laughs> ended up being the best rookie out there in a lot of ways. And Barrett's not a rookie, but the best up-and-coming star, other than of course Jaden McDaniels, the other one. Malik Beasley even at twenty points, better, more efficient, looked a lot better. Jared Culver one point, just oofta. I don't know. Watcher Hernan Gomez has just vanished out of the. Uh, Vanished out of the picture again after two great games against Houston, but, well, it was just stats, I guess, when you consider the both of those Houston games were garbage, man. They they were garbage. Houston just sucked so bad they couldn't even dribble up the court. That's how bad they were. It looked like a bad high school game. Guys dribbling up their foot and such. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoops. <laughs> yeah, just a mess. Where guys are just, you know, John freaking Wall, number one overall pick in the draft. Mm, think about that. Carl Anthony Towns was pulling down the rebounds. He was great in that category. But uh, Anthony Edwards was all over the place in this game. Taking away passing lanes, knocking the ball away, and they led to explosive dunks down the court with that, that, that speed and explosiveness. And there was no real gambling involved here. He just 
made great plays. I, I don't feel he was gambling like, say, like a, a Corey Brewer. How It was like half of his steals and all that was just, uh, you know, was just gambling. And if anybody compares Jaden McDaniels to Corey Brewer, I'm going to strangle them. Uh, you, you can tell right away Jaden McDaniels is uh, going to be way better than Corey Brewer. Both of them are skinny and all that, but I can see Jaden McDaniels being able to put muscle on, and obviously Anthony Edwards. Talk about muscle. He's huge. For a 19-year-old, he's a, he's a, he's a rock. He's a, he's, he's a hulk, and he's going to get bigger. Just imagine that. Bigger without, you know, obviously slowing himself down, I'm sure. Just more toned, so to speak. Maybe not bigger, but more toned and a little bit bigger. Stronger, more toned, that type of thing as he moves forward. Uh, he has a hell of a future. Uh, that explosiveness that he has is something that Tim Rules don't really have. Uh, and the togetherness that he brings to this team is spectacular. <laughs> Behind the scenes, again, him and, uh, and and the play he set up uh, Malik Beasley for the game-winning three was absolutely beautiful. And the other thing I appreciate here is Malik Beasley only took nine shots because, you know, he felt, or just, just the way the offense is set up here, they were allowing the whole team to kind of work together here rather than just one or two guys taking 20 shots. I mean, Anthony Edwards didn't take 20 shots, which is good. You, know, you, you get tired of one guy taking 20 shots unless he's just red hot. But when it's like 7 to 22, you're, you're, you're not going to win a whole lot of games playing that way. Um, the reason why a lot of people didn't get rebounds in this game was because Carl got 17. That's a big part of it. And again, nice passing. But the best pass in the game, again, was Anthony Edwards attacking the hoop and drawing defenders his direction. And then you had an open Malik Beasley for a spot-up three, spot-up slash catch-and-shoot three, which got him his 20 point from 17 to 20, put the Wolves up by one. And luckily the Wolves escaped a couple of, you know, legitimate scoring chances by the New York Knicks and stupid turnovers by the Wolves that could have led to a Knicks win. But luckily the Knicks unable to finish. And again, Jaden McDaniels playing not only good defense, but smart defense in Julius Randle. You know, not letting himself get into major foul trouble and all that. Obviously, he's going to get beat by Jaden McDaniels a little bit. Or by Jaden McDaniels, by Julius Randle a little bit. But he still played well. And he didn't let him beat him up. Because you know, Julius Randle could have beaten up Jaden McDaniels easily uh, with the size difference. Uh, obviously, Jaden's still, you know, like, what is he, 20 years old. And he's very uh, skinny still at this stage. But uh, he just stayed in front of him to Jaden McDaniels. And used his length and all that to disrupt Julius Randle just enough to not let him go out for like 35 or something. Uh, very overall solid performance. 18 points for Jane McDaniels. I think he is a mainstay in that starting lineup. I mean, seriously, you cannot put Josh Jacoby back in the starting lineup. It's it's all done. You cannot put Josh Jacoby back in the starting lineup. Culver, there's almost no chance. Uh, it's only if guys are hurt or sick or something. And you hope that doesn't happen. You really hope that doesn't happen. Jane McDaniels needs to start. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt has vanished out the face of the earth, which is a little sad. But I'm sure he'll have his moments again. He'll have another shot. And Jake Lehman, same thing. Uh, he's no longer being displayed. And uh, what, what do they call that word? I can't even remember the word now when you're putting a guy out there for, uh, <laughs> for you know, right before the trade deadline. Yeah, where you're, putting, you're starting a guy that normally wouldn't start so he can be out there on display for... Uh, possible trade suitors, that type of thing. Obviously, the Wolves didn't make a trade, and now Jake Lehman's not playing anymore. It's kind of funny how all that works, but, uh, well, this was an entertaining, solid win. The Wolves making a nice comeback, and again, when Carl Anthony Towns starts hitting threes, it really it helps the Wolves get back in the games and such, and of course, Beasley down the stretch was great. Anthony Edwards, 12 points in that fourth quarter, though, and the togetherness he has with uh, Beasley is, is a beautiful thing. You can tell they're, you know, 
they look like teammates rather than guys looking for their own shot and kind of like, oh, great. Why, why is he getting all the, all the glory? It's like, no, we're both getting it because we both did great. And we won as a team. And that's the hope going forward with this roster, that there is some winning culture, believe it or not, in a 12-win team, there is some winning culture getting started there. And it starts with Anthony Edwards. It starts with Anthony Edwards and the competitiveness. The, my only complaint with him is just he misses free throws too much. He was okay in this game, but I, but I remember down the stretch against uh, teams like Brooklyn and such, like missing those free throws just broke my heart. Oh, come on, Anthony, make those free throws. But he was solid in this game. He made most of them. And the big plays he made down the stretch were spectacular. Funny how McDaniels didn't have any blocks, but it's because he wasn't playing super close to Julius Randle. That's just how it goes. Because if he did, yeah, you know, Randle would do what he would do. He would, be, he would be able to beat him up, basically. Nice, impressive win for the Timberwolves. With that said, the Lone Wolf Award for this week, it's going to be shared with Carl Anthony Towns and Jaden McDaniels. He goes from, he goes from the Johnny Flynn Memorial to... The Lone Wolf Award, Jaden McDaniels. I want to just give it to him solely, and I almost should. But Carl deserves credit, enough credit. He was awesome all week. And, of course, Anthony Edwards, he would get it. He would absolutely get it. For this game, he does get it, him and McDaniels together. But, um, you know, Towns would get, like, the bronze medal, so to speak. But, <laughs> you know, obviously he had some some not-so-good games against the Rockets, did uh, Edwards. 27 points in the second game, but it's like, you're not getting any credit in a game like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even like Wancho is nice game. You got you got crushed by the Rockets, so that's pretty bad. Um, the Johnny Flynn Memorial for the week. I don't know. Maybe Jalen Noel. He was pretty invisible. He couldn't shoot all week. It was weird. He he couldn't shoot all week. Uh, he had six rebounds somehow. Six rebounds. He was second on the team in that category. He's actually a decent rebounder. A uh, couple assists, couple steals. Um, obviously Beasley's not going to get the Johnny Flynn Memorial. He hit the game-winning shot, uh, even though he shot poor, really poorly against Houston and uh, and um, uh, Brooklyn. He was terrible, too, in that game, I'd have to say. <laughs> Just couldn't get his shot going, and I was getting mad. Oh, and the, the horrible play he uh, made down the stretch as well in that game also made me sick. I didn't even bring that up because I'm so focused on this Knicks game. It was so much fun. But, yeah, just a stupid play. Uh, the ball was inbounded to Beasley. The Wolves were down by only three. One possession game against one of the best teams in the league. Missing one of the best players in the league. But they're still super good because of who they still have. Cheaters. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Lakers and the Nets look like cheaters, by the way. It just looks like it, but it's not. It's legal. Um, 14 seconds, though. Inbounded the, they inbounded to Beasley, and he just launches it off balance. Reminded me of Anthony Peeler multiple times in the past where I was literally flying out of my seat when I was a season ticket holder and cursing my head off. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. One time I tore the ticket stub into shreds and threw it over the balcony because I was that mad. I was in the lower part of the upper deck, basically. That's why I was close to the balcony. Yeah. And the other time when a, bowl, uh, a plastic bottle was bouncing down the steps and landed right next to me and I threw it over the balcony because I was so furious. Because we collapsed at <laughs> the last moment. Yeah, it was moments like that. Just stupid-ass plays at the at the end drive me nuts. And it was similar against the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Brooklyn Nets on Monday. I couldn't believe it. With that said, though, we will take a quick break and preview the four games upcoming. It's four different teams this time. Whoa. Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. The Jordan and Pippen for the Timberwolves someday? Oh, that's right. We still have Carl Anthony Towns, too. 
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We're going to do some previewing. But first, we're going to talk about the Vigit app, the Vigit application. Android and Apple, of course, so you can get it either way. Uh, it is basically free sports betting. There are four, uh, basically, yeah, there are four different uses and such. Uh, social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month, so against like your friends or like other other members, maybe I could get something going for Timberwolves Explosion. I should have probably done that a long time ago, but I'll get that going soon. I apologize in advance for that one. Um, obviously, like betting is you know possibly going into the postseason or even like the uh, final stretch here for the NBA games, getting into the postseason for playoff seating. Free to play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes like national bets and all that such. Basically, who has the highest numbers? You can actually win real prizes. You are not betting with real money. It is play money, basically. You start off with uh, 2,500 points, basically. They look like Bitcoin. It's like a V with the lines through it. kind of looks like a Bitcoin. V instead of the B, that type of thing. It's uh, obviously not real money. Uh, there's great information available on Vigit, like line movement and where the public is betting. So where the public's betting, maybe you go against the thread or you go with the thread, depending on the vibe you're getting underdogs, favorites, whatever. Underdogs are always more exciting, but, you know, that's harder. But uh, that's that's the name of the game, folks. <laughs> Please do join it. And when they ask for the referral code, in this case, it is Paladino Live, all one word, Paladino Live. I will put that in the show description. The Vigit application, download it today and mention me as your referral. It only helps the show. Thank you in advance for that. Four games to preview. Four games to preview Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, goody. Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt, are you going to beat us again? Yeah, probably. They always beat us, and it's annoying. I love their... Uh, I do love the baby blue colors. I'm saying that in sincerity. It's April now. April Fools and all that good stuff. I got that out of the way. I texted my, my boss yesterday about 9.30 or so, because we don't start working till about 1.30. Uh, I texted him saying, uh, I don't think I'm going to come in today. Something weird came up. <laughs> and then he said, oh, uh, we have we have a trainer meeting today. We'll see what happens. Let me know. And then I said, April Fool's. Yeah, because I, I just had to. I never call in. Like maybe once a year or three years or something. It's really rare. Okay, April 2nd. April 2nd. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Boy, it has been 14 years since I took Chloe into the vet and never saw her again. Yeah, that was sad. But she had to get put to sleep. Wow, that was 14 years ago today. I almost forgot. Right about this time, too, about... A little after 10 a.m. was probably about when she passed, officially. 14 years already, man. Memphis Grizzlies 108-107 earlier in the year. The next game was postponed, rescheduled, basically, probably for the May 5th game, and maybe, most likely. Or maybe it is this one, because it's like a back-to-back -back situation in different cities. It's probably this one, but whatever it is, we'll play them today. And then May the 5th, May the 5th, way at the end of the season there. And we will have a winner. Grizzlies are up one nothing. Wolves win the next two. We win. We lose either one. It's over. Grizzlies two and three in their last five. They lost. No, they beat Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City on March the twenty fourth, one sixteen one oh seven. They lost to the Jazz by only three. Wow, good performance. One seventeen one fourteen. John Morant must be healthy because <laughs> when he's not, it's like it's not a good thing. When he's healthy, Memphis is pretty good. They lose to Utah the next day. Surprise. 126-110. And they beat Houston. That's another surprise, surprise, right? 120-110. to And they lost to Utah three times. They had to play the Jazz. Jeez. Only lost by four. Oh, I'm sorry, Wayne. I am sorry. That sucks. So all three of the losses to Utah 
the Wolves, yeah, we're two and three in our last five, and we beat Houston once and the New York Knicks once. Uh, Memphis, 16th in points. The Wolves are 23rd in points, 22nd in rebounds, 28th in field goal, 20th in free throw, and 26th in three-point percentage, where Memphis is 16th in points, 6th in rebounds, 17th in field goal percentage, 12th in free throw, and 25th in three-point percentage, so not real dangerous. Only 0.1% better than the Wolves from downtown at the end of the day. So, knock on wood for Wayne Hunt's case, no injuries. And, of course, again, D'Angelo Russell with the arthroscopic surgery. They're saying he's not coming back this upcoming week, so whatever. <laughs> whatever. We'll see what happens. And I'm going to have something to say about him later on when we get to fan interaction. John Morant, of course, leading the club in scoring. I thought last year he was playing better. His numbers are a little lower. He just, yeah, his numbers aren't as high this year. Jonas Valanciunas, I can actually pronounce that correctly, and maybe I'm not, but <laughs> he's doing okay. Dylan Brooks, at least they're staying relatively healthy this year. You know, good for him there. Grayson Allen, 41% from downtown. DeAnthony Melton, I remember him giving us a hard time in the past, 43%. And Gorgie Zhang was let go and, and uh, signed to the San Antonio Spurs. San, San Antonio Spurs, of course, uh, Andre Drummond to the Lakers, and he gets hurt right away. Just, uh, are you kidding me? Just, you just can't make that crap up. I mean, that's the the Lakers this year. It's just like you just step on the court. Okay, oh boy, here we go again. You know, sprained this, sprained that. It's it sucks. Um, but well, who's feeling sorry for them? <laughs> not not many people. Uh, who was the other one? Oh yeah, Blake Griffin to the Nets. Give me a break. God. It's ridiculous. But he's not that good anymore. And was he ever that great? Was he ever really like a superstar? I don't think he ever was. Go ahead and disagree all you want. Yay, he won a dunk contest. He jumped over the hood of a car. Yeah, I, I know I'm not out there jumping over hoods of cars, but he didn't jump over a car. He jumped over the hood of it, and that's the highlight of his career. Hmm. Well, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, the Wolves do not play well against this team. We just don't. And if John Moran's healthy, I just think they win. You want to believe the Wolves are going to carry momentum into this one? I think we carry some, and I think we are in the game the whole time. I think we're competitive, kind of like the Brooklyn game. I just think the Nets win by like three or something. 117, one, you know, 14, something like that. But the, the, I just call them the Nets, the Grizzlies. I think they win. We just never beat these guys. With with uh, Pau Gasol, with Marc Gasol, with uh, Pau Jr., or Pau Third. it seems like we're never going to beat the Grizzlies very often. Just like one out of four or something. It's really frustrating. It's just the way it is. Love the baby blue color. I think it's awesome. Or is it uh, periwinkle? I think it's just great. I just love that color. And I, I am saying that with sincerity. Um, it's a better logo than ours. Just saying. I'm just saying. I don't like the new logo that much. I, I thought I did, and I don't. Because it looks like the Washington Wizards. Anything that looks like Washington Wizards, I don't like very much. Um, yeah, or the Capitals, for that matter. Uh Grizzlies win by three. That's just all I'm going to say there. Hoping for another fun performance from uh, this guy and that guy, Beasley, Towns, Anthony Edwards. Jade McDaniels, I'm expecting continued progress. You know, that, that's kind of the number one focus for me right now. Anthony Edwards is going to get his 20-ish, or he's going to have a 12-point game. It's going to be just, he's kind of all over the place. And when he goes off for 30-plus, or if, if he can continue some type of momentum here, taking away passing lanes, pipping the ball out and all that, he might have a chance to be uh, to be getting closer and closer. And if he does continue that type of uh, style and setting other players up in moments that when, when when there's a play to be had, then we are going to start winning a significant amount more games like this one. But right now, I'm just sticking on how I feel. 
we might win that game. I, I want to say we will. I really do. Because, I mean, Philadelphia, that's a, that's a team we absolutely never beat. Uh, Joel Embiid is still out, so that we, there's a small chance we might actually beat them. So that's the good news. Then you get Sacto and uh, Indy coming up. I'm going to switch it. 117-114 Wolves. Wolves beat Memphis. I'm going to step out in faith and hope for another 500 week here. Because there's two teams in this uh, upcoming four. I just don't see us winning. Philadelphia, the Wolves, like I say, we just never beat these guys. Even without Joel Embiid, it seems like a tough matchup to me. There's a lot of good players here. It's a bone bruise, not like an ACL or anything crazy like that. Looked like it could have been really something serious. But bone bruises, hey, let's not uh, let's not discount that. We all know what happened with uh, Robert Covington when he had a contusion or a bone bruise or whatever. He, he didn't come back. So maybe Embiid, would, uh, maybe Embiid doesn't play again this year. George Hill sprained right thumb as of the 25th. I think he got traded, though. Maybe he did get traded to... Yeah, he got traded to Philly. Philadelphia, 3-2 and two in their last five. They beat Golden State, which is good enough for me, 108-98. They beat the Lakers. Yep, that's impressive. But then again, both teams are without star players there. 109-101, beat by the Clippers by 10. Two days later, 122-112. Lost to Denver, 104-95. They're a lot better, too. Boy, they got good. Cleveland Cavaliers, they beat them by, by 20. Wow, on April 1st. Just yesterday, 114.94. Um, Philadelphia's 8th in scoring, 5th in rebounding, 8th in free throw percentage, 18th, nope, 8th in field goal percentage, 18th in free throw, and 13th in 3 point percentage, despite the fact uh, everyone's favorite player, Mr. Simmons, can't make a 3-pointer still. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> well, he doesn't really even attempt them. He's kind of like Dwayne Wade, I guess, that way, where Wade never attempts, even attempted threes. He's like, nah until later on occasionally. Tobias Harris obviously has had amazing moments up, up up and down. He's been a headache for us. Seth Curry, I remember, was one of the big problems for the Wolves last time around. And Danny Green can get hot any time. That's why the three rubber percentage is high. Seth. Seth. There is no Steph. Uh, okay, yeah, you get the idea. 43%. At least he's become a decent player in the league. Again, a spark plug, third guard kind of guy. 46% from the floor. I mean, he can shoot. I guess if your name is Curry, you can shoot somehow. Dwight Howard, the old devil Dwight Howard, has played in every game. Him and Danny Green. Good job, guys, because the rest of the team has not been able to do that. Uh, no, no, they haven't. Dwight Howard, way to stay healthy and knock on wood. It's not like I'm this huge Dwight Howard fan or Philadelphia 76ers fan, but good for him. Good for him. You know, I mean, a guy that's had injury issues and all that in his past, and he finally got a ring last year. Not bad. Seven points, eight rebounds. Filling in his role nicely and well. He's going to be the starting center most likely moving forward uh, until Joel Embiid comes back. And a bone bruise is what it is, a bone bruise. Ben Simmons, one of the best defenders in the league. And he can score a bit as well with his length. He's kind of like LaMelo Ball, but better defense. That kind of thing, um, obviously. Though LaMelo might be better in other areas. A little better offense. Blah, blah, blah. A little bit better. <laughs> it's it's a dangerous team. They're always a pain in the ass. Uh Ben Simmons always seems to give us hell. He just does. His field goal percentage, to be fair, is 55%. He takes smart shots. He doesn't force up shots. He takes smart shots, Ben Simmons. So even though he can't shoot from the outside, he takes intelligent shots and he makes plays and he's close to the basket when he needs to be in slashes and all that. Still like Philly right now. I think the Philadelphia 76ers defeat the Timberwolves something along the likes of 120 to 120 to 110. It'll be a 10-point victory for the Philadelphia 76ers. Hoping Carl Anthony Towns goes off for 35 and leads us to victory, along with uh, 
Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels gets another double-digit game with four blocks or something crazy like that. But at the moment, I see Philly winning by 10. Let's keep moving for the sake of time. The Satco Kings. I always like playing these guys. I, I, I like the, I don't know, I, I just, I kind of like the Kings for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I like Darren Fox. April 5th, Monday, April 5th. I like how they've brought back the classic logo. They kept the purple, which is okay. And they brought back the classic logo, going all the way back to the Kansas City Kings days. And, uh, you know, Sacram the old Sacramento Kings in the 80s and 90s. <clears throat> Fourth in points scored. They're pretty offensive. 27th in rebounding. Sixth in field goal percentage. So basically they make shots. They can't make free throws, though. 27th and 16th in 3 by percentage. And I kind of miss Sacramento. We haven't played them since last year. April 5th, April 20th, April 21st. So it'll be a best out of three. Sacramento has won four out of their last five. They'd won four in a row, beating Atlanta 110-108. Golden State 141-119. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Ouch. <laughs> That's insane. They beat Cleveland by two. So another two-point clutch win. So it's like clutch win and then blowout. That's kind of been a, the pace for the Golden, uh, for Sacramento, at least for, those, for this winning streak here. Then they beat the Spurs. They beat Cleveland by only two, did uh, Sacramento. That's funny, 198. And it wasn't a back-to-back -back or anything. 132-115 over San Antonio on the 29th, and then a 120-106 loss to the Spurs on the 31st a couple days ago. Mm, maybe we won't win this game. It's winnable. It's winnable, and I think the Wolves do win this game. I got a feeling Anthony Edwards is going to have a huge one. I got a feeling he's going to go off for something like... 35. I got a feeling he's going to go off for 35. It won't be a career high, of course, because he already made 42. Darren Fox is fantastic. Is he going to wind up on a different team? Not the greatest three-point shooter, but he puts the ball in the basket about 40, 48.5%. That's great. 25 points a game. Buddy hailed, buddy healed. Not at 40% for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, he's not shooting well this year. Under 40% overall. Huh. That's weird. That's weird, but he's still averaging almost 17 points. Harrison Barnes has been all over the place. He's solid wherever he goes, but he's never great. Uh, Raquan, Raquan Holmes has been awesome. Rashawn Holmes, sorry. if I uh, It's spelled different, but it's, yeah, Rashawn Holmes, obviously an awesome player. Not averaging the double-double he was last year, but he's still averaging almost two blocks a game. I love that guy. Love, would love him on Minnesota if he wound up here somehow. Uh, Nemanja Bielitz is now in Miami with Jimmy, if I remember correctly. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Halliburton, the rookie. Well, he's shooting almost 43%, 13 points, so he's one of the better rookies this year. Halliburton, Halliburton, hmm. Hmm, Halliburton. Related to Dick Cheney somehow? No, I'm kidding. I'm just teasing there. I'm sorry. Dick Cheney. But, uh, yeah, I remember Rashawn Holmes got hurt late last year, but it's nice to see him healthy and playing in almost every game this year. Good for him. And a way to stay healthy. He's my favorite Sacramento King other than Jaron Fox. Love those two guys. Uh, that's why I like the uh, Sacramento Kings. They have players that I like. I think the Wolves win this one in an epic fashion. It's going to be really fun. Something like, might even go to OT. We'll go with like 125, maybe no, 130 to 125. Wolves win the game. Car Anthony Edwards gets 35 plus in the game, in my humble opinion. Kind of like Garnett back in the day. All of his best games happened against Sacramento. They did, and that's no wonder that his the defining moment of Garnett's career, so to speak, as a Timberwolf, was Game 7 versus Sacramento, 2004. He was, that was his best game as a Wolf, in my opinion. It was, uh, he looked like an MVP that night. Wednesday, April 7th, the Wolves will play in Bankers Life Fieldhouse, where we pretty much never win. 
Um, I didn't even look at Sacramento's injuries. I apologize. I'm going to backtrack for a second real quick. Raquan Holmes, don't be hurt on me now. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third Fractured left hand as of March 15th, so he will not play in the game. So there you go. Apologize for not getting to the injury report there. Indiana, Indianapolis. Yes, sir. Doug McDermott. Always love how that one rolls right off your tongue. Sprayed right, sprained right ankle on the 30th of March, so he's probably not going to play, but we'll see. TJ Warren's been out since the 20, uh, since the 30th of December. Sore left foot. Sounds like plantar fasciitis to me or something like that. Indiana beat the Wolves 134 to 128 in OT earlier in the year, and they don't show the date. It drives me nuts. And this is the uh, rubber match. Will the Wolves tie it up? I don't think so. I think Indy pulls out the brooms, even though they're not that great this year. Two and three in their last five. They lost to the Bucks 140-113. Ooh, on March 22nd. They beat Detroit. Woohoo. 116-111. They beat Dallas 109-94. They lost to Washington by 10, but in Washington. And they lost to the Heat 92-87 on March 31st. Very, very, very low-scoring game. Indiana's 12th in the league in scoring, 29th in rebounding, 12th in field goal percentage, 29th in rebounding, wow, uh, 12th in free throw percentage, and 17th in three-point percentage. Again, McDermott and uh, Warren are the ones that I heard. Warren's only played in four games this year, right off the start of the year, out. I don't know if he had a fracture or stress fracture, maybe stress fracture, who knows, but they're just saying sore foot. So, can't be good. Malcolm Brogdon, he gave us a hell of a time, as did Dante Sabonis. Uh, Victor Oladipo obviously traded away. Uh, Chris Karis Levert is back playing again. Good for him. Good for Karis Levert. Glad to see he's healthy and he's okay. And again, life-saving trade, as they say. Jeremy Lambs, you know, he's been all over the place. Solid role player who can shoot. And again, Chris Levert has his moments, but he's still recovering. I can't imagine as he's been shut down for an extended period. I don't think he's going to go off or anything. I just think the, the Pacers beat us, though, because of Brogdon and some bonus, and hopefully Carl can go off for 30-plus and help the Wolves be very competitive. i got a feeling like somebody like a Beasley is going to have a big, big, big night, like 30-ish, but I think the Pacers beat the Wolves. They pace it. They, yeah, they keep up the pace and beat the Wolves. Something along the likes of 111 to, no, it's going to be higher scoring. 122 to... 115. The Pacers win. And the Wolves go 504 games. With that, we'll take a break and get to an interesting fan interaction segment. back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Final segment. Fan interaction segment. Twitter and Facebook at TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX. Should be a bit of interaction on this one. I gotta think. Uh, I went to the wrong thing. <laughs> My apologies. Of course, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Okay, this wasn't too bad. Uh, I want to thank Tanae and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent episode. Tanae's out of New Zealand. Vince Germano out of Australia? I think. Let's see, uh, here we go. Vince Germano. Okay, yep. Tanae Brown says, once again, Towns turns the ball over and walks back in, transa- in transition. 
And then Vince Germano replies with, not a leader's arse. Yeah, both of them very frustrated and don't see good leadership out of towns. A lot of people locally have been saying, like, say, the Judd Zolgads, the Phil Mackeys and such, have been saying, this is this is going to be Anthony Edwards' team. Like, he's going to be the leader because, obviously, he's more infectious, this and that. Uh, people are gravitating to Anthony Edwards much more than they are to Carl Anthony Towns, and it's just a fact. Did Byron Buxton hit a home run? Oh, oh, that's good. Okay, that was obviously yesterday's game. Sorry, I'm distracted. I didn't think anybody homered yesterday. Good. Well, they, but they lost. They collapsed in Minnesota fashion. But, um, yeah, a lot of people have been saying that this is going to be Anthony Edwards' team and that it's going to be very interesting when D'Angelo Russell comes back. I'll talk to that about that in a moment. Sorry for interrupting you guys there. Vince Germano out of Australia. Again, Courtside Podcast. We'll talk about that also when Wayne Hunt gets to the Facebook page. Mr. Mano, let's see if there's some responses. Okay, here we go. Yep, yeah, today is frustrated, and I don't blame him at all. This was as of March 26th. This must have been that stinking Houston game. Yes, it was. Uh, he says, Towns taking defensive plays off because he doesn't get the call on the offensive end is one of the most frustrating things as a Timberwolves fan. Yeah, because he's constantly complaining and whining. He complains and whines way too much. Uh, Vince Germano says, Do I need to say it again? What a great example of leadership for youngsters on the team. Yeah, and it reminds me of the days of uh, Rick Adelman with Kevin Love always complaining and that frickin' J.J. Barea. I couldn't stand him. I couldn't wait till he was out the door. Again, didn't wish him any type of Achilles tendon injury, which he had last season? Or was it the year before? I think it was the beginning of last year. I wasn't rooting for anything like that to happen to the guy. But... You know, with Dallas again, of course. Um, but I couldn't wait for him to leave. I, it was just, uh, you know, the only time I liked J.J. Barea was the very first game of the first season he was here and the time he stood up to Ray Allen. Ray Allen was being an asshole in that in that moment. That was the only time I didn't like Ray Allen, and I did like J.J. Barea. Um, and I was saying, definitely frustrating as hell. It's amazing that we were able to come back, but I suppose it might be more Houston than us, and, and it was. Yeah, that was that game where we, yeah, where Houston just, you know, Literally died. I don't know what they were doing. Uh, multiple retweets there. Yeah, yeah. Levi Brown also retweeted the most recent episode. Thank you very much. Out of New Zealand. And there are people just basically liking. I'm not sure if they responded. They probably did. Historical 22-0 to zero run and all that. More Deshaun Watson nonsense. He was not traded. It's just April Fool's stuff and all that, I'm sure. Uh, yep, and I was saying, yeah, this was in the uh, Brooklyn game. And this is when me and Tene started going back and forth a little bit. I was saying, it feels like we've missed a million threes tonight. We could easily be winning. And then Tanae says, and layups. Yeah, and layups, and layups. And I was saying, horrible play by horrible play by Beasley. What was that? I'm starting to not miss him in the lineup, sorry to say. Tanae says, only a second game back. I still think he's trying to find his groove. He's been a lot more stagnant than he was before the suspension. Needs to move more off the ball, and things will open up for Ant and Cat more when he's making shots again, and uh, yeah, thankfully that started to happen a bit against New York, finally. Uh, and he didn't take as many shots either, which I appreciated. Uh-huh. I thought I responded. I'm, I know I did. Let's uh, get to that. I didn't respond? Are you kidding me? I apologize. But, uh, well, generally speaking, yeah, my response to that is, I understand. I just still hated the play in a big way. I just, I hated it. Hated the decision. And it's like, you shouldn't just get stupid like that just because you've been off for like a couple of weeks. It was just a stupid play. That's kind of my comeback as well. But still, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't a second game back. And I don't know. And that's one of the reasons why, generally speaking, his shooting was terrible uh, in the game. 
Vince Germano says, I know, but hey, the way I'm looking at at is they had a shortened shortened off season. At least they'll be fresh, LOL. Oh, okay, because he was saying, yeah, but we were talking about the Lakers when he was saying, shit, when it looked like uh, LeBron's going to miss some more time here. So significant time with that ankle injury. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. And he's saying, hey, it's a shortened year. So he'll just heal up a bit and be ready to go when it matters. And prob- probably, <laughs> probably. But I remember last time LeBron got hurt, it was that groin injury, and he never came back. And, oh, what a wasted year that was. Just a big waste for the Lakers and LeBron there. One of those five years where you could be in championship contention. Sorry. Uh, Tanae says, okay, here's Evan Massey. And then he uh, tweets it out. Yeah, Evan Massey says, the Minnesota Timberwolves could be headed towards major changes in the offseason. In fact, one source tells at Hoop Analysis Net that both Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell will be on the trade block. Tanae says, says a lot about Towns and D'Lo of true. Finch must not see them as a, as a solution to the Wolves' problems. Once again, he got in-house. Yep, uh, once he got in-house. Sorry, not once again. Yeah, um, I thought I responded. What the hell? I, I thought I did. Okay, maybe I was just saving it for now. Okay, well, let's talk about the D'Angelo Russell thing right now, and I think Wayne gets into it as well on Facebook. (sighs) I'm concerned about D'Angelo Russell coming back more than I'm excited about it, and I think a lot of people are feeling the same because he's going to jack up shots. He kind of is who he is. Uh, He thinks he's the second best, if not the best player on the team. We'll say second best, him with uh, Carl Anthony Towns, where... A lot of people say, hey, they only got to play five games together for crying out loud. What are you rushing them out the door for? Are you crazy? Especially D'Angelo Russell. Um, only got to play five games with Carl. I understand that, but I'm extremely concerned that, uh, well, <laughs> the culture. The culture in that locker room hasn't been good. Um, a lot of guys just complaining, you know, like complaining about the foul. You know, Carl Anthony Towns complaining about the foul and not really focusing defensively. D'Angelo Russell just cherry-picking out there, just kind of standing out there and shooting the ball and dribbling the air out of the ball, as they say. Just kind of cherry-picking on that uh, beyond the arc and forcing up dumb shots. Um, to be honest, Anthony Edwards forces up dumb shots, too. But he's 19 years old, and there's a lot more coming there. D'Angelo Russell does not have the strength to drive the lane like, uh, like uh, Anthony Edwards can. And that's another thing. I'm just hoping and praying, again, Chris Finch can... Chris Finch can balance this out where D'Angelo Russell isn't jacking up stupid-ass shots and Anthony Edwards is just being frozen out of the offense because, hey, he's a rookie and this is our team. This is our team, biatch, basically. I'm just imagining D'Angelo Russell being that way. I'm hoping not because Beasley isn't. Beasley and Anthony Edwards, they, they you know, you could tell there's, there is uh, something there. There's something between those two guys and it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I like that. Um, I hope that continues with uh, D'Angelo Russell. The cool part is at least D'Angelo Russell tweeted out that uh, Anthony Edwards is Rookie of the Year right when LaMelo Ball broke his wrist. But again, an extremely poor taste. It's just he was being supportive. I get that part. That's the only part I like about it. He's being supportive. But yeah, an extremely poor taste at the same time. I mean, oh, he broke oh he broke his wrist. Ha-ha, there you go. Rookie of the Year, Anthony Edwards. Uh, you know, <laughs> I appreciate the support. I appreciate that side. At least he's supporting the guy. That's a good sign in that sense. But yeah, the poor taste of it all. Holy cow, man. <laughs> that was kind of funny. It's kind of funny in a sick way. Let's get to the Facebook page before uh, someone kills me for taking the show too long. I won't say who. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. 
Uh, it was liked and shared. I appreciate that very, very much. No comments in that section. The episode 303 steps back, dot, dot, dot. And I posted about the uh, final 7 minutes, 30 seconds on Friday, the historical moment. No comments there, just likes and and wows, as they say. Same with the, uh, you know, the collapse and all that. Uh, four comments here. This was on the D'Angelo Russell conversation from Evan Massey. And four comments there. I'm not sure if Wayne's in this one. This this is the one with Wayne. It might be. I think it is. Yep, good. Okay. So we'll get them all together here. And I'll check the uh, visitor post also when given the chance. Wayne Hunt has a lot to say, which is good. He is the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. Highly recommend the Courtside Podcast out there. The same application I mentioned, like iTunes, and, or, you know, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Podcast, iHeartRadio, all the same stuff. The Courtside Podcast, look it up. Wayne Hunt, Memphis fan. Vince Germano, Lakers fan. Stu Benson, Lakers fan. But it's a general NBA show, and they, they'll, they'll talk about the Wolves, too. And it's pretty cool when they do, actually. But they'll talk all over the place. Highly, highly recommended. I continue to call it the best basketball podcast out there. They just released into they just released a new show and I didn't catch it yet. I thought I I was I knew I was forgetting something. I usually like to listen first because they probably had some cool stuff to say. I apologize and I could have put a soundbite in. Maybe I'll put it in next week's show if I find something really cool to get on. Uh, you know, like wolves related or just something funny or really awesome, like when Vince was uh, going after the Warriors a bit. I love that. Wayne Hunt says, like I said last time. Anthony Edwards is the future of the Timberwolves. I agree. Forget Cat. He doesn't want it and doesn't have it in him. I agree. I agree. I agree. And if that's sacrilegious locally, guys, I don't care. Go call us sacrilegious. Take a look at Anthony Edwards, his personality, before, after, and during games compared to Carl Anthony Towns, and tell me who's the leader of the team long term. Good, good take. Wayne will continue. If you do trade them both, that would be uh, D'Angelo Russell as well, you have to get return. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm talking both talent and high picks. If Cat and D'Lo really want to play together with Booker in Phoenix, then the Wolves must take everything. Yep, everything but Booker. <laughs> or Booker back, but I don't know, but that would never work. Uh, they would never give us that. <laughs> yeah, we, may have, we have to get uh, DeAndre Ayton for sure, and I like him. Absolutely, give us DeAndre Ayton. Uh, excuse me. It is a bit of a shame that they don't want to wait and see what they have on the table next season with everyone healthy. But you can't teach heart. Build around Anthony Edwards, A.E. Don't burn him out by throwing the whole load on him. The kid is built different, believe that. Rebuild year number 27. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Or 25 or whatever, considering the Garnett years. But even those felt like rebuilding on the fly at times. And like Marbury, you know, demanded a trade and stuff. That was crappy. I'm thinking this is not going to happen. Darren Doogie Wolfson locally said it's not true. He, you know, he's not buying it at this stage. Um, we'll see. I'm thinking it's not going to happen because they haven't had a chance to play together yet. So that's my guess. But you never know. Maybe they want out and they want to go to uh, to Phoenix with Booker. So you never know. Nicholas Simon from Pennsylvania, if I remember correctly. Yep, Pennsylvania. That's a funny name too. Intercourse. <clears throat> Sorry. He says, I hate this. But also completely agree. Cat just pisses me off now. I just don't think he really gives a bleep. Yeah, you know, it it makes you wonder, doesn't it? And it reminds me of the Minnesota Wild, like you know Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi. You know, it it does. It's just there's just a vibe from Suter and Parisi that's been going that had been going on forever. And finally, Bill Guerin put his foot down. Less minutes for Suter and blah blah blah. Less leadership for both of them. And 
well, you know, a lot of the other guys gone as well to kind of clean things out. Continuing, Wayne Hunt says, Ah, sorry, mate. No disrespect towards the franchise, but Timberwolves fans deserve more than what Cat brings. Let's not forget. He not so long ago suggested he would leave if they didn't turn it around. I'm more excited to see Anthony Edwards lead the Wolves to a chip. I am too. I am too. And Nicholas says, Nah, you're right. AE has some fight in him that Cat does not. Well said, guys. That was... That was really good. That was really good. I agree with both of you. And, uh, again, I'm not just trying to be like a buddy bear, so to speak, where uh, I agree, I agree, just trying to be agreeable. No, there's more to it than just being agreeable. What you guys said is, uh, to me, I think, right on, mate, <laughs> as I'd say. <laughs> Vince Germano from Melbourne, and then Stu and Wayne Hunt are from... Stu Benson and Wayne Hunt are from Sydney, Australia. So there you go. That explains the, the mite, things like that. Trying to see if there's a visitor post. And nope, nope, nothing new at the moment. Again, that was a cool image that Wayne posted of <laughs> Anthony Edwards cuffing the ball and just dunking that sucker. It's beautiful stuff. So let's get to the contact details, wrap things up, shout-outs and stuff. Again, I did shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. You guys are the greatest uh, all-time. Do check that show out anytime you can. Please do. Uh, Australians, great personalities and incredible basketball knowledge on that show along with uh, their listeners and followers that uh, chime in at times as well. So, and occasionally they have guests too. Um, so the, the final stuff again, at TWolvesEX is the Twitter account, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. The Vigit application, the referral code is Paladino Live, all one word, and uh, that'll all be in the show description. The final couple things I want to get to, Audio submission. I'd like to get somebody on the show via audio submission or even as a guest someday, too. And that's always possible, even though it's hard. Audio submission is easiest thing to do. Simply open any free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Open it. Press record. Treat it like a phone call. Hit stop. You can keep it to about five minutes or even longer, depending on how much you have to say. Share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. It's like a call-in but uh, in the podcasting world, we call it an audio submission. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you. You would lead off the fan interaction segment. You can rant, rave, whatever it is about Anthony Edwards, Timberwolves, uh, about the Lakers, who knows. But mostly Wolves, if you could keep it that way. Um, be greatly appreciated. Uh, can't wait to hear from you. If you do join in, mention who you are, especially if you're not a familiar name. But I'm sure you're, most people would mention who they are and where they're from. Um, and it'd be great to, great to meet you out there. If it's somebody new, and if it's somebody that's a classic, like uh, Vince, Tanay, Wayne, awesome, 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 awesome hearing from you guys always. Live at yahoo.com is where you would share it to, and I would then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zumzer.com. Final thing, please do write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. I know somebody did recently, not wrote it, but they put a positive rating. There was no review. It was just a five-star, and I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate that. Um... Can't complain ever about that. Uh, so if, if, if that's all you want to do, that's still better than nothing. And if you want to write a positive review along with the five-star rating, that's great as well. Uh, if you could do that on iTunes or Audible or Stitcher, those are the three applications that I know uh, offer that right now. Maybe others do that I don't know about, but where you can review the show, I'll try to find it and uh, give you a major thank you and shout out on there if you could. Uh, unfortunately, the five-star one, I can't see who it was. So that's a bummer. Uh, thank you, those of you that have done it over the years. I always appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Hope you have a wonderful week, and hope Anthony Edwards continues 
Anthony Edwards and Jake McDaniels continue the pace thereon because it looks good.